Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. We've got David Brinker with us today. Um, David, besides being a world long drive champion, he's got his fingers in some golf businesses. Uh, are you still the president of Mid-America Golfing Events? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And and I started that business with the full intent of helping charities raise money. Uh, charities are always looking for ways to, uh, to make uh, money, and golf tournaments is one of the ways that they do. That is a, a good fundraiser for them. So I uh, actually created Mid-America Golfing Events, where we will go and, and help tournaments and I used to stand on a tee box and hit drives for everybody all day long. Uh, I don't have a tendency to do that anymore, but I will. Uh, I mean, I've, I've stood on par threes and hit par three shots to see if they could beat me hitting tee shots into the green. Um, so there are a number of ways. I also had a memorabilia arm where uh, I would market memorabilia for the charity to help them raise money. Uh, that's Mid-America Golfing Events, and we've helped a number of charities throughout the years raise uh, some substantial funds for their endeavors. Well, good for you. All right, so are you ready for uh, what we call after hours? This is our uh, lightning round, David. Some of these sure. are some of these are fun. Some of them are kind of irreverent. You might even think they're irrelevant, but uh, we'll we'll burn through a few of these. I don't want to keep you too long today. So, David, if you could play a round of golf with one of your golfing heroes, who would it be? Jack Nicholas. Okay. And if you could, not that you need it, but if you could get a lesson from one touring pro, who might that be? Well, he's no longer with us. It would be Ben Hogan. You're not the only person that's ever said that, believe me. Um, if you were declared by the golfing gods, supreme leader of golf for one day, what would you decree as supreme leader? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, um, I don't know that I would ever be the supreme leader, Jeff, <laughs> uh, for a day. I don't think that uh, anybody would honor me with that privilege of being supreme leader for a day. <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. <laughs> I've come up with the people of some of my guests have come up with some pretty interesting answers on that one. Okay. If you could dine with a historical figure can be in the world of golf. It can be in the world of anything. Who would it be? And what would be on the menu? It would be Byron Nelson, Mr. Byron Nelson. And uh, on the menu would be uh, Texas barbecue. You know, I do a syndicated show called barbecue nation, don't you? 
Well, I do now. There you do. <laughs> um, do you remember the first time you ever picked up a golf club? Yes, I do. Yes, what? I do. Um, the first time I ever picked up a golf club, I uh, basically had graduated from uh, from college and started to work for uh, a public accounting firm by the name of Price Waterhouse back then. Oh, and yeah. I saw all these uh, young men playing golf, and I thought if I were going to get ahead in business, I better learn how to play golf. So I went and uh, bought a set of clubs because I couldn't be tested for my swing. Bought a set of clubs. They were Spalding clubs at the time. Picked them up and went out and started to hit. My first set that I ever bought, I had some old crappy ones that my brother left in the garage. But uh, when I got to college, I had my first credit card, and that's dangerous. So I went uh -oh. to big, big Five Sporting Goods in L.A. and bought a set of Nicholas Golden Bears bag, the whole thing. And I had those for years because that was in the 70s, and we never thought about getting measured or that. You just, like you said, you just bought them off the rack, and away you went. And, that's and, exactly right. Yeah. And if you were to um, – share your views here what is the biggest change you think should be made in pro golf and or amateur golf if any the biggest change um i think the i, I don't think there needs to be any change in professional golf they want to start restricting uh, the flight of the ball or the ball that's used so that it doesn't go as far i think that's wrong I think that uh, players should be allowed to play whichever way they want. Uh, they're going to hit it far, and if they hit it in the rough all the way down by the green and can hack it out of there and make birdies, then everybody else should try to make it the same. Uh, for the amateur golfer, uh, amateur golfers, I think what they should do, and this is for every amateur golfer, is they should not be embarrassed and play the tee box that suits their abilities we have so many times that uh amateurs uh, think they can play uh, from the very back and their, their macho image is is deflated if they have to move up a tee box or two tee boxes i think they ought to play the tee box that that is their level it would make the game faster for people and it wouldn't hold anybody up and it would just make it more enjoyable i play in a lot of uh, benefit scrambles David, and I'm sure you, you do too, or you did at one time. Um, I think that's a good observation, especially for those, because usually in a scramble, you're playing with friends. Maybe people, like you said, when you worked at Pricewaterhouse, you got all these guys out there. Some of them are, are killers. They're sharks. And then other ones are just weekend duffers. And if you're trying to hit off the blue tees with the sharks, and you dribble it out there, maybe up to the white tees, you know, like that in a, in a scramble, you can pick up the ball and you go to the, you know, the best ball situation. But I think that, uh, like you said, it kind of deflates their ego. So let them hit off the front tees if they want to. I don't care. Uh, when I've I don't been, either. When, when I've been having a bad day, I've actually walked up there a few times and, and hit it just to kind of calm my nerves down, if you will. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, uh, and some of these people, some of these amateurs that are playing golf, they may only play a handful of times the entire year. Right. They can't they can't expect to, to go back to the very back tees and hit the ball the way 
other people that play every day do. No, it's and I think, like you said, I think it would make it go faster and it would make it a lot more fun for people. I mean, you have a lot well, of fun in these scrambles too, but you know, I just think it would a, be better. A lot of the, a lot of the fun for some people comes in with the alcoholic beverages that they consume on the golf course, and and uh, once they get past about the fourth or fifth hole. Uh, they're having a lot of fun. They may not be scoring well, but they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, David, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Uh, I'd be a dog. Man's best friend. You bet. There you go. They're uh, always they're always happy to see you when you come home. Unlike other creatures, yes. Um What's the one thing you miss about your 20s? The one thing I miss about my 20s? Um, hmm. Boy, I hadn't given that any thought. I'm, I know this is the lightning round here. Um, one thing that I miss in my, 20, uh, my 20s, I guess just the, the ability that, uh, that I had back then, because father time uh, takes its toll on us, and we never want to get uh, to that point in life where uh, we can't do the things that we used to do. And so that uh, I wish I had back. Yeah, I, that thing about getting up in the morning and taking five minutes to get all your body parts moving in the same direction. That's what I miss. You know, so that's trying to trying to get it the, the, the first foot on the floor. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, here's one that usually stumps people pretty good, David. Uh, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? If I were on death row, what would my last meal be? A nice, big, juicy hamburger. There you go. There you go. You know, what's your favorite down there in Texas? What a burger? You have a you favorite? Hit the you hit the nail on the head. Whataburger is a great place to go get a burger. I always have arguments with my sister-in-law who lives in Houston. She's a Whataburger fan. <clears throat> and me being from out here, I'm an In-N-Out guy. So We have In-N-Out here now, uh, but my preference is Whataburger. There you go. There you go. Um, you travel quite a bit. We're going to wrap this up here in just a couple more questions, David. But you travel quite a bit. What's the best and the worst part of traveling these days for you? Oh, the best part the best part of travel is getting to my uh getting to my location with everything that needs to get there uh arriving at the same time that I do. Uh the worst part of it is that uh, we and I grew up in in an age where uh when you flew uh, you got dressed up to fly. Right. Uh, uh, I see people wearing their pajamas on the airplane, and it just uh, it just rubs me a little bit the wrong way when I see people in their pajamas uh, out walking and then getting on an airplane. I uh, <clears throat> I have a friend, good, very good friend, dear friend, and uh, I've kind of taken his little uh, suggestion here. Years ago, out at the farm my sister-in-law showed up and she showed up in sweats and no makeup or anything like that. And she walked in the door and Lyle was looking at her and he goes, what's the matter? Didn't you get nothing for Christmas? And 
And so I always want to say that to people on the airplanes. Well, like you said, they've got uh, pajamas and, you know, I was like you. I When you went and flew on a plane, it was, you know, khakis and, uh, you know, penny loafers and a sports coat or a nice jacket or something like that. So I guess maybe we're uh, maybe we're antiquated in that uh, respect. Well, well maybe we're getting. Maybe we're getting to be in that dinosaur era, Jeff, and uh, maybe maybe uh, we just have to step up to the times. I don't know if I would uh, show up at an airport in my pajamas. Um, they they probably would uh, would arrest me and put me in the place where I don't want to be. Well, that's probably true too. Um, last question here, David. What's the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job. You got a great job, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, the hardest part of my job is uh, satisfying everyone. And I know that I can't satisfy everyone. Uh, I would love to satisfy everyone. And, and when, I, uh, when I'm at these golf shows, I, I, really, I really enjoy uh, the people asking questions about the golf swing and how they can improve. But I know that I can't improve everyone. Right. Um, and there are those times when I wish I could, because golf is such a game that you can have so much fun at uh, and enjoy your entire life. But uh, there are things that I know that I can't uh, can't correct in a person to, to get them to do what I think is right. Yeah, that that happens, unfortunately. David Brinker, world champion, long drive uh, multiple times and multiple contest winners all kinds of stuff. And David is on Facebook and other social media platforms. David, thank you for being with us today. Jeff, thank you for inviting me. I, I really appreciate it. No worries. We'll be back next week. Everybody enjoy the masters this week. And uh, for David and myself, take care, go out and play some golf. <laughs>